0: Hi, I'm Misha Chakrabarti. Welcome to Dream Awakening, a podcast where we have authentic conversations with people living with purpose. This podcast is also available in Spanish as Despertando Sueños con Misha Chakrabarti. We're back. Can you believe it? I'm so excited to bring you season two of Dream Awakening. As I mentioned in the trailer, this season we're expanding our notion of what a dream is. We'll continue to hear stories of creativity, travel, and spirituality, and now we'll also hear about entrepreneurship, activism, parenthood, and more. Today, we're joined by Max Solomonyuk. Max is a software developer and newly dubbed entrepreneur who believes that being playfully curious about yourself and your surroundings will help you find new dreams or goals. After his first stint with solo travel back in 2016, Max dreamt of being location independent so that he could see the world while working from these remote places. In 2019, he took the leap and went through Asia with just a backpack filled with a handful of clothes and his laptop. From working on a farm in Japan to learning the art of sound healing in the Nepali Himalayas, To plugging into and building an expat community in Da Nang, Vietnam, Max gained many insights into confidence, self-motivation, and building community that he shares in this episode. After his travels were cut short due to the pandemic, Max and a few friends that he met in Bali started an online video speed networking platform, Hi Right Now that has recently gotten into a world-renowned accelerator, Fast Track Malmo. He is now currently back in Bali, where he is working full-time on his current dream to make meeting people online less weird and more fun and effective. Check out the links in the description to learn more. Let's welcome Max Solomonuk. Hi, Max. How are you? How are you feeling today? What's up, Misha?
1: I'm doing really, really good. Really well, man. Yeah, got uh, got my my chai tea here. Did a little bit of yoga this morning. Feeling, got a lot of fucking sleep yesterday. Um, also, my bad. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this. Is this is this It's you're you're allowed. You're allowed. <laughs> I I've already told like all the
0: platforms that there is swearing, so it's okay. Okay, you're, you're fine. Okay, cool. Yeah,
1: I I'm from uh, I'm from New York, so you know, fucking is uh is a key part of our
0: vocabulary yeah well tell tell us more so you're from new york you can't take the new the new york out of max but where are you right now um i'm in
1: bali right now bali indonesia so it's uh for the people don't don't know it's this like tropical island in indonesia indonesia itself is this country in like southeast asia um, mm-hmm. And it has like eighteen thousand islands or something like that. It's wild, but Bali is this this one one of the bigger ones, and it's um, it's known for yeah tropical beaches, really awesome jungles, really good diving, um, lots of Instagram influencers come out here. Yeah, which was <laughs> yeah yeah, which was actually the reason why I didn't want to come here. Um, mm-hmm. So I was I was backpacking through Asia in twenty nineteen. And my best friend from New York, she she said she was going to go to Bali um, with her sister. And this was like her first time in Asia. And she was like, yeah, I like, think Bali was like it would be a good, good starting point. And I was like, Bali, why the fuck would you want to go to Bali? Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I really didn't want to go because of the uh, I don't know, the, the Instagram influencers. I thought it was just going to be, you know, uh, very like cliche and mm-hmm. just just full of people I, I wouldn't vibe with but um i got here like two weeks before she did and um yeah it was i love the islands man it's yeah th- there are the instagram influencers and then the drunk australians because of, of Australia. yeah like it, bali is to australia with like hawaii is to the u.s mm-hmm. um so there there are those people but there's a lot of like I hate the term "digital nomads," um, who uh-huh. are really just like working out here, doing cool shit. Um, so I met I met really awesome people out here, and yeah, just fell in love with the island. So um, yeah, decided to come back uh, with my co-founders out here, and yeah, it's it's been I've been here for a, about a month and a half now, um, and I got like another four and a half months in my visa. So excited That's to amazing. call this place home for a bit.
0: yeah Yeah. no I have to say I'm a little bit jealous because right now so I'm in Buenos Aires where uh, for everyone listening in we've we have quite the time difference here it's it's a (laughs) it's a challenging time difference but I'm so excited that we got to talk um and I have to say I'm a bit jealous because I'm in like I'm on a like a massive street in Buenos Aires and it's like really noise Buenos Aires is a beautiful city I'm so happy to be here but you know um like in the middle of this pandemic, I've just bit like, it's harder to move around and I don't have a car. Mm-hmm. So I've just been dying to get to some nature. So I'm just so jealous of you on your like beautiful tropical island with all like this, this beautiful nature. You're so lucky.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I feel very, very grateful, very blessed to be out here. Um, I was feeling the same exact way, dude. I was in Mexico City actually for about like two or three months. Uh, prior mm-hmm. to this um and yeah i was just getting depressed like being in the city um this was it, between like september and december um mm-hmm. so it, it, it was kind of open for the most part um i think we, we were just talking about how like yeah people in latin america are just are not very obedient and kind of, they're also just very yeah. loving. So like social distance yeah. is not like a thing, you know? Like, it's not a like thing like at like all. Like to hug, kiss, like it's, you know, but I, that's what I love mm-hmm. about Latin Americans. Like their, their passion and their love is just, uh, yeah. Uh, se- second to none, you know? Um, you know, you exactly. just see people make But I feel out. conflicted
0: <laughs> about that because that's why I love it. Like in general. And actually like there are these studies about like, um, the distance that people keep between strangers acquaintances and close friends and family and argentina Mm. is like where where i am is like the least distance between like strangers (laughs) and like everyone and that's what i like i'm a very warm person and that's what i like love about argentina like most of the time it's just like right now is like not the time that you want that to be happening so you know yeah (laughs) here we are but you can't you can't
1: rewire a whole culture like that you know no No. and i
0: wouldn't want it to be that would be so for me that would be like i think there are some things that we can learn from the pandemic but i don't want like one of the things to be that like all the nice like warm cultures in the world suddenly become like cold and distant that would make me so sad
1: yeah yeah i think um i think after this people are going to really want to embrace each other more uh when it's all said and done I don't think, like, this year maybe, but, you know, in the next few years. Um, just, you know, so many people are just, like, isolated and and uh-huh. don't have... I mean, my love language is touch, so it's been tough for me, like, uh-huh. just in general. It's just, like, yeah, yeah, you know, just I love embracing people, love getting held, love being... Love holding people. Um, so, but I think similar to, like, I don't know, the uh, the baby boom in the U.S. after the war... I think I think there's probably going to be a like a a spike
0: in uh in in babies coming out, <laughs> out of the pandemic. I, I'm sure there <laughs> the will pit. be. I'm I'm sure there will be. I I hope that people embrace each other when things are safer and um I hope people like start to appreciate just like how precious the world is, how precious life is, how precious you know. Um, just all their relationships are. Um, I think that 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 is one of, I think, you know, like this is, this can be an invitation to start to appreciate things or it can just be like a time to cry. (laughs) You know, it it can be like really whatever you make it. It's really a matter of perspective. Um, But I do hope that like people feel more of a, a desire to connect with themselves and with other people which is a great transition to what to <laughs> my first question for you Max um, could not have planned this better um, so you are kind of living the dream right now which um, which is like the perfect transition and I want to ask you Max right now what are your dreams what are my, what are my dreams right now Right now, um, whenever, but mostly, like, right, you know, tell me all of your dreams. Now, yeah. before, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it's funny because when you hit me up last month to do this podcast and, you know, I, I found out what it, what it was about, um, I, yeah, I took some time to, like, really think about it. I was like, dude, what what are my dreams? And mm-hmm. I, I think growing up as a kid, I didn't really have dreams um as as terrible as that sounds i i I don't know exactly why either like maybe it was a mix of like um my parents immigrated from the ukraine and uh, i was like first generation born in america so i think you know um having these like lofty dreams as a as a son to two immigrants was kind of um i don't know out of the question you know it was very much about school and uh, and studying and like getting an education, getting a job and getting money. Um, but I think recently, I mean, my, my dreams changed all the time, I, I feel. And I don't, I don't know if I really even want to call them dreams. It's, it's more like aspirations or, or goals of like what I want to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a few years ago when we were in Boston together, I think one of my, my dream was to yeah travel the world and, and have a job that allowed me to do that. Um, because I was I was just like an engineer in in Boston and the culture definitely wasn't remote whatsoever, nor you know mm-hmm. we only had like like a month off or something like that like what three weeks of pay time off mm-hmm. so not really not really the digital nomad life but um, yeah that was that was one of my, when when I started solo traveling I got a taste of that and and really wanted to to make it a lifestyle and. Yeah, ended up working out for me. I, I quit my job and, and traveled for like 10 months through Asia, backpacked without working. Um, and now I own a company um, with some people that I met traveling. Um, and yeah, we, we kind of hop around from city to city. Um, not so much with the pandemic now, we're kind of staying in one spot for an extended time, like like four to six months. Um but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just just have my laptop and, and work work away. So and get to see these cool places and, and live in different cities and experience different cultures. Um that was my dream a few years ago. Right now, my dream right now is to make the company i work I'm I own like super successful. Um we just got into an accelerator. Um mm-hmm. and for those who don't know, an accelerator is a program For early age startups, where you go through this program, it's usually eight to 12 weeks. They give you like an initial investment and they have like these workshops and these talks and they like link you up with a bunch of investors um, and they just like help you grow your business. Pretty much they help you go from like what is called a pre-seed round to like a seed round. And a seed round could be anywhere between, depending on like... What what your business is, it could be anywhere between like hundred k, or it could be like five million dollars. Um, so that's what the we just got into the accelerator. Uh, one of it's it's actually in Sweden, but obviously it's nice. remote because of uh, because of COVID. But mm-hmm. yeah, so super exciting. Like you know, that's that's the first uh, notch in the belt for this dream to make it successful. Um, and yeah, you know, just just keep it going from here. Um, that's that's my current dream for sure.
0: I love it. Well, first of all, congratulations. That's so exciting about your company. Um, I actually last, was it last? I think two weeks ago, I saw um, I saw your video on Instagram and I was like, oh, I'm so excited for Max. And I <laughs> to talk to him about this. I was like, wow, perfect, perfect timing. Um, by the time people are listening to this, episode it won't be one week ago but for me it's very you know very very relevant um and yeah i what something that there are just so many things this always happens um because everyone i talk to i I absolutely love and everyone says so many beautiful and insightful things The, the challenge is always to figure out like which to talk about um but for me i remember when we last taught spoke and well when we last like really saw each other in person a few years ago um I remember we're in Boston, we're both working for like kind of a very traditional company with like a lot of people from like... <laughs> really traditional, yeah. Yeah, very traditional. <laughs> it was like an electric and natural gas company. So if, if if people aren't really familiar with that industry, it's kind of an industry that hadn't changed very much in like decades. So... And, and also, like, the generations, it, it had a lot of baby boomers in Generation X, so people who grew up in a time where you, like, you started working for that company, and that was just the company you worked for your whole life. And then Max and I, like, I'm a millennial. I think Max, you're, like, kind of on the border of, like, millennial and Generation
1: I, I'm, I'm Z. A, I'm a millennial, yeah. I, you are a millennial? I, uh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't uh, identify as Gen Z whatsoever. I used to okay. actually, I used to hate on Gen Zs, but... Um, clubhouse recently I don't know if you know about clubhouse the app that's kind of gone viral recently no which one it's clubhouse it's it's this it's this app where it's audio only and think of it as like pretty much like a dynamic podcast where people mm-hmm. talk on stage and you can like have an audience and then the audience comes up on stage and like ask questions and talk um, there's a lot of Gen Zers on it and I've had like a lot of conversations with them and uh, yeah they've definitely changed my mind on uh, my impression of, about them but I I am a millennial through and through. Um, lo- love the words. Love uh, love the culture. <laughs> love the people. Well, I love what you.
0: I honestly love what you said just now about Gen Z because this is another reason I want to do this podcast. I I want people to hear different stories about different people to either like feel. Um, see themselves in other people and feel like they can do things that they maybe didn't think they're capable of, but also to see people who they thought were different than them and then hear their stories and realize actually, like I, I had one idea about you, but actually I now feel differently. And I think so much of that happens through stories. So like for you, that happened for Gen Z, for your impression of Gen Z through Clubhouse. For me, I used to kind of hate on Gen Z too because I just thought that they were, um, so like they they're so jaded and so apathetic and i'm just like i'm just a very like i have a podcast about dreams and like you know <laughs> i'm just like a very warm bubbly person so i'm like come on gen z like can you get excited about like anything like where is your emotion no. and you know like i live in latin america now so it's just like i just want to like shake gen z and be like can you have a feeling but then i watch <laughs> shows like um Thirteen Reasons Why and Euphoria and Grand Army and then I just see like how horrific it is to grow Euphoria up. Euphoria is great.
1: I, Euphoria I love, I is an Euphoria.
0: amazing show. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, and I just, if I were growing up in like a time with all this technology and all this cyberbullying, I understand why you would have to like become a little bit of num- a little bit numb to just survive. So I think like through seeing these stories, we can start to like understand people and have empathy for them so yeah i think it's it makes so much sense that like you feel that way and you probably work with a lot of gen z also
1: um not so much
0: right now
1: um so my team (laughs) it's funny we kind of just lost half our team this this last month um no yeah just as we've gotten success and gotten some funding and um yeah crazy time honestly but uh it, we're, we're, i have two co-founders and we're mm-hmm. all excited about it um the prospect of like having a clean slate going into this accelerator um we love all the people that have worked for us like shout outs to them they they've, they've really made the company what it is now and we could not have gotten into this accelerator without them but um but yeah, I'm the youngest in the company. I'm 26. Mm-hmm. My other co-founders are in their 30s, like 32, 35. But I mean, they're pretty mm-hmm. much like 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 me. They're just like young souls. Um, and then, yeah, our designers were about like 28. Um, mm-hmm. But but no, we no no Gen Zers. Um, but I think I I my company is in the realm of tech, and I think you know. In a few years when these Gen Z years are, are, are older, like you're starting to see it now. They're they're going to be running tech. Like mm-hmm. exactly what you just said. That they they've only grown up with technology. And exactly. you know, I'm on Clubhouse and they're just like spinning out these app names and these and and what like what have you. And I'm just like, dude, how do you know all this? Like yeah. it's like they, they do a lot of research and they they explore a lot of apps and they they really understand like user experience um how like apps work what makes it go viral and mm-hmm. um and they they really understand the ins and outs of it so it's it's really interesting to pick their brain on it mm-hmm. um and and I've been doing that the past month um so no Gen Zos on our team currently but I definitely see it happening pretty pretty soon man mm-hmm.
0: yeah no, I think that there's, like, so much that you can appreciate about, like, different, like, pretty much every generation and pretty much, like, every person that you come across. So, I, yeah, I, I definitely... I mean, tech... With tech, there's, like, no one better than Generation Z. So I, I definitely see yeah. that that happening. But, uh, but, but
1: one, one thing I would say about Gen Z is, is that they don't have... I, I call them life virgins, honestly. They don't really yeah. have a lot of life experience because they, they're just they 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 live on the internet you know yeah um which which i i love but yeah i mean human interaction is huge for me like seeing the world is huge for me um and i talked to some of these gen zers and and you know i tell them what i've where i've traveled to and like my life and they're like holy shit like i haven't left like california my whole life i'm mm-hmm. like 21 and i was like damn man like you know you, you got you got to get out and experience life and, and just get a few you know get cultured and and just have some life experience and and be interesting, you know? Like, that's, uh, I think that's that's the goal in life, to be interesting. At least mine. (laughs) So that is,
0: that's exactly what I wanted to ask you about, because (laughs) I remember, like, the last time we were really talking, I think it's when you were just thinking about, so I think, I don't remember if I, I think I had just gotten back from like my backpacking trip in Latin America. And then you were thinking of mm-hmm. doing something similar. Um, so it's really nice talking to you now, like kind of after you've done all this cool traveling and also discovered like this passion that you have for technology. So, yeah, um, I was wondering if you could tell me like a little bit more about like what transpired between them, because, you know, you're just talking about all this like life experience. And I think that, you know you really discover a part of yourself when you, when you travel. Can you talk a little bit about like um, that self exploration kind of uncomfortable moments that you've had while traveling that maybe made you, uh, I don't know, like gave you a new understanding of, of yourself and other people.
1: Yeah, for sure. When um, I started traveling specifically solo traveling um, for those who don't know, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You just kind of go to a place by yourself but you end up yeah. not ever being by yourself, man. It's yeah. it, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely can. It just really depends on how you travel. You know, if you're in hostels and stuff, like, you're always meeting people. Um, You know, the, the relationships are a bit fleeting, I think. But, uh, you know, everyone's, like, traveling around, so you only meet for, like, two or three days. But you're, you're mm-hmm. always surrounded by people. But the reason why I started traveling and solo traveling specifically was because... Um, I had just gotten out of a two year relationship back in when I was in, in university and kind of just realized I, I had a hard time letting her go, even though I knew it wasn't going to work and I didn't want to be with her, mostly because I wanted I, w- I was comfortable with it, you know, and I dug a little deeper and realized it was more so like I wasn't comfortable being by myself. Like I had always mm-hmm. wanted to be around people um like i would never i would never go for walks by myself i would never like go to the movies by myself i would think like i'm a loser i don't have friends like um Uh so the reason i started traveling i i went to iceland my first my first trip and my plan was to be there for eight days by myself and just see see what would happen like see how i would feel um and I was never by myself. It totally, it totally just did not. There, there was one day, one day. But uh, yeah, I had met some people on Reddit, actually. Um, I met this one guy on Reddit, uh, Niall. He's, he's my good friend. I, I was living with him in, in Vietnam um, last year. And uh, yeah, we, we, we met these people in the hostel and kind of just had like a mini crew for like a week um, or five days or so. Um, so it was, it was really, really nice, but, but yeah, the, I just kept traveling to meet people, be by myself, put myself in these like really just like uncomfortable situations, like when you're traveling and, and see, see what happens, just kind of push myself to see what, what, what I could do. Um, and yeah, it's, it's turned out really well. I've, uh, met some awesome people, learned a lot about myself through it. Um, and you know, just have gotten so much confidence that I really just could do anything. Like, you know, if if you're in a country, say, like, Vietnam, and don't speak the language, and you could just fucking figure out how to get to the next city through a bus, like... That just, you know, like is an ego boost. You're like, dude, I can do anything, you know, like taxes yeah. in, in America. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <easy. laughs> yeah. I, I just figured out this Vietnamese bus schedule. Are you kidding me? Taxes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like things like that, you know, it, it kind of, yeah, it, it helps you gain some confidence, um, makes you realize that you have more power and uh, than, than you think really. And, um. Yeah, you just meet awesome people and, and get cultured, you know? It's you, you see you see the world through a different lens. I often come back to America and I, I like start comparing it to Asia. Uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, isn't isn't there, there's good and bad from each each spot for sure. But uh yeah, you, you just kinda like question what what you've been brought up around like your whole life and, and like wonder like why. Like why do we just drive on yeah. the right side instead of the left side, you know, like why? Why is this? Why is America like a society where it's me, 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 and like Asia, it's, it's Japan specifically, it's like the society comes first and then the individual comes mm-hmm. second. Like, you know, and, and like, what are the repercussions with that? So, yeah, a lot of a lot of cool stuff that come from traveling, and you know, you get to see some cool places too. It's it's it's. Uh, I love the nature part of it. Um, I love hiking, and uh, yeah, you get some awesome photos and 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 really what it comes down to is i kind of alluded to it before is you just become interesting you know um Mm. i i always say i always say to people like you you have to have hobbies and interests and and that will make you interesting um Mm. and like if you if you never if you've talked to someone who just doesn't really do anything with their life and has like no hobbies hasn't really experienced life like the conversation gets very stale very quickly um mm-hmm. and and yeah i think you know just having these experiences just gives you a lot of things to talk about and it attracts like a lot of people you know like it's it's helped me with dating for sure but, like specifically <laughs> uh, not, not yeah. gonna lie <laughs> um but this also is like just the like secret
0: it, life of walter mitty did you see that movie <laughs> yeah i did
1: actually yeah it's like he has a dating profile
0: and he he's not interesting enough so then he goes and travels and now his dating profile is complete so you pretty much like did that movie
1: yeah yeah so any advice for people listening if you want to level up your your dating
0: life start traveling i love it (laughs) no i love i love so many things that you said um I think one of the one of the really ironic and interesting things you mentioned is when you solo travel you're rarely solo and you often meet people and you know in my experience when a lot of the times people are scared to solo travel because they think they're always going to be alone and they think they're not capable of that but really when you travel with a friend a partner or a group that's actually more isolating because you're in this like insular unit and you don't feel moved to go out of your comfort zone and meet other people. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, like that's what happened Freeze, when I traveled man. with a group. And when you're alone, you just feel like, Oh, like, let's see what happens. Like, let me go and like, you know, get out of my shell and, and go out and meet people. And it's just, I just find it so ironic that like by traveling alone, that's when like more new connections happen than, I mean, I think it's beautiful to travel with friends and like a partner or whoever, like don't get me wrong, but I think we have like this misconception that, that one is more social than the other, where it's really kind of one is more like internally social and one will like kind of move you to have this more like external social experience.
1: Yeah, dude, for sure. I you know, you couldn't have said it better. Like you're you're less incentivized to meet out to go out and meet people when you're in a group with, with friends and stuff. Um, and definitely not saying like, you know, don't travel with your friends. I, I'm actually at the point of my life where I I wanna put solo traveling on the back burner and, and travel with friends more. Um, just because I've I've been solo traveling for like three or four years and one, one of, one of the things I don't like about it is I will see, you know, this like crazy sunset on top of a mountain and I'll be like, damn, I wish Mike, my best friend was here. Like he would fucking love this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, I, I miss out on having, on sharing these really dope experiences with the people I love, um, mm-hmm. the most and the people that mean the most to me. Um, you know, like granted, like you'll be experiencing with like new friends, um, the people that you met at the hostel or like on the bus ride or whatever what have you but uh it's different when you know you're like someone who you really care about is is sharing the moment with you so um yeah that's uh that's an insight i've had this past year and mm-hmm. just you know just trying to travel more with friends and and experience it with them
0: yeah well, I think that also gets to like the stage of your life you're in, because, you know, you, you talked about how your dreams have changed throughout your life. And really, I think like everything has its place, but it, it just depends on like what feels natural to you, where you are in the moment. Because, you know, solo traveling is great when you're in kind of a more exploratory part of your life and you want to kind of discover yourself. Um, I love how you talked about like realizing your capabilities, because I had the kind of the same experience like before traveling I kind of saw the world a certain way and thought oh I can't do this or I can't do that but when you're kind of forced to do something you're like well I better learn how to do this because if (laughs) not I'm in trouble like it's it needs to happen otherwise like I'm going to die or like something bad's going to (laughs) happen so like you you you've realized necessity really like gives you creativity and kind of a new sense of, of what you're capable of so I think like that is a beautiful thing that comes out of solar travel, and I definitely think that, like, that is one of the reasons I'm happy that I did solar travel. Um, but also, as you said, like, when you're in kind of a different mode of your life, maybe, like, you're a little bit older, it's more about, like, you know, your relationships and kind of um, community and, like, having more, more deeper relationships versus, like, more new relationships and kind of discovering, um, like... Well, I think you're always discovering about yourself, but um, then you can experience travel in like a different way. So I think they both, they're both very beautiful and they both have their place. Um, Another thing that you said that I absolutely loved is you were talking about how when you travel, you start to question things. And I think that there are so many, so many different ways in life, so many different things that can make you question the way you grew up. Um, maybe like right now we're in the middle of a pandemic it's a huge pause button and and for for people who like maybe haven't traveled or or certain things just haven't forced them to reevaluate their way of life now everyone is kind of looking and it's an opportunity to look internally so I think there are a lot of different things that can prompt that type of um, that type of reflection and I think travel is definitely one because you know um, if you were living in one country with with the same culture the whole time, with everyone you know reinforcing that culture, um, you have no reason to kind of think about oh, like why why is it this way? You kind of just think well, that's that's reality. That's just how things okay. are. Um, did do you feel like as a result of um, of um, of starting to question? uh either culture in the u.s or just the, the way you've been seeing the world um did you have any kind of revelations that that have changed the way you now live your life
1: yeah that, that's a really good question um none that like i mean i i definitely have um nothing that jumps out on my mind like on the spot right here um i think just mostly yeah mostly questioning like why 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 do i live in america or i'm sorry the u.s america is a continent i i yeah. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so i'm so bad at it i'm so yeah I, yeah it, like it just goes to show like, like you know like you like people from the u.s just think they're just like above like everyone mm-hmm. like like calling themselves americans so it's like dude like a whole continent is america you know it's yeah uh, it's it, it's tough it's tough for sure um yeah, mostly like why? Why do I live in the U.S.? Um, do I see myself living here? And you know, it's I, I got lucky for sure. Like I'm a white male living, born in the U.S. Like the you know, fucking jackpot. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> it's you know I, I'm not gonna lie to myself about it. But um, you know, it's I just got lucky there. I had no choice of like, do I actually want to live here? You know, like it was it was just like the draw of the cards but um yeah i think one thing i I question a lot is is yeah do i want to live in the u.s and if not where do i want to live and Mm -hmm. and why and i I don't think i want to live in the u.s uh permanently and it sucks because you know my whole family is in the u.s and a lot of my Mm -hmm. friends are, are are there so it's it's tough for me to kind of like like say peace out to them um but, um, but yeah, pretty much the, the, law, the answer to that question is, yeah, do, do I want to live in the U.S.? If not, uh, why not? And um, I guess it made me realize, like, is my, is my relationship with my family, like, the most important thing in my life? Is it, like, the driving factor of, like, why I would want to stay in the U.S.? Um, and if I don't, don't want to stay in the U.S., then, like, maybe, maybe it's not so important to me as bad as it sounds i love my parents for sure like and my whole family but um you know i, I just find it tough to say in one spot just to be close to them when i know i wouldn't enjoy that that spot like living in that in that area um so yeah and those are the tough conversations you have to have with yourself yeah and uh i i don't think i would have had it had it not been for traveling you know
0: yeah no, I, th- I think it's so important to, to be honest with yourself about, you know, what what will make you happy, what will make you feel fulfilled, um, and to think about kind of what um, what community means to you and, and relationships and traveling. I think the U.S. definitely lends itself to kind of valuing, um, to kind of, you, you know, like, for example, in, like, Latin America, um, people generally tend to live, you know, to to be born, grow up, and go to school, and and settle down in the same places that their family has lived, and often, like, multiple generations will live in the same house, um, or at least they'll live near each other. Like, here in Buenos Aires, people often see their their family, like, um, every Sunday, Um, Mm -hmm. so community plays a different role, whereas in the U.S., like, at least in my experience growing up, I was born in one city, I grew up in a different city, I went to school in a different city, and now I live in a different country. So uh, (laughs) I think it definitely lends itself to kind of a culture where people don't feel like they need to live near their family and friends. And it it definitely values, you know, like um, entrepreneurship and those types of things more. So I think culture plays a huge role. And as you said, I think, you know, like traveling, you can start to think about, oh, like, do I feel this way just because of how I grew up? Do I really, is this what I really want? Um, Like, do I, do I feel, how do I feel about my relationships? Is Do I want to live my life based on, you know, my family or me or do they happen to line up? So I think, I think that is, that is so important to, to ask yourself. Um, I'm curious because, um. My my dad is an immigrant um, like your parents, and he came from a culture that very much valued family where, you know, um, where people would live in the same city as their parents or their grandparents. Um, and so family was very important for me growing up. And yet here I am, like in a different country. <laughs> um, so could, can you talk a little bit about kind of like the role that, you know, your your family had growing up and the role that you know kind of what it was like to be the the child of an immigrant and um and did that kind of change kind of your dreams how you feel about family and community how you feel about travel
1: yeah my um yeah I'll preface it by like I love my parents to death um they're awesome (laughs) awesome people um but yeah growing up it was it, it was different. Like, growing up in New York City is, is, is quite interesting. You, mm-hmm. you grow up fast, you know, and my parents never really instilled too many, like, they never put me in sports. That was, like, one huge thing. So, I, I didn't really have any, like, hobbies or, or interests as a kid um, because of that. Um, and also, like, I think just, like, my body didn't develop as fast as other, other people did. like sports Mm -hmm. and then like confidence with like um with like uh being in a team and then confidence with just like being physical was just Mm -hmm. like not up to par with with other people because of that um and then also yeah they, they really instilled like school and and learning um and just getting good grades um which i'm really thankful for you know i'm most of my life my I mean my whole academic career I've gotten good grades and it's helped me it's helped me get a good job and, and and figure you know figure it out get, get a lot of money and um allow me to like kind of jump start this this lifestyle I live now but um but no I, <laughs> it's um yeah my my parents are very you know traditional like I said they not very risky um they you know you want to get a job get a good job get a high paying salary and just like chill chill there you know like like why 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 change something that's working you know mm-hmm. um so when i told them i was quitting my job and traveling and like not working they kind of you know my mom just do- didn't understand and yeah like, still to this day doesn't really get it you know yeah like she still questions me even though i was like yo i've told you like seven times you know like the reason why i'm doing this um yeah. so so the lack of the lack of support there has always been tough for me um mm-hmm. even when i first started this company they they thought it was stupid um they just were, weren't supportive we're pretty negative about it to be honest um mm-hmm. you know just if i was having trouble they were just like oh like just quit and yeah. you know like find a job and it's like. Dude, like that's just not what you like tell someone that's that's like going yeah. through the ringer right now. You know, it was the yeah. same thing when I when I when I traveled and like was feeling like really down or like depressed or like uh-huh. homesick. They were just like, oh, just like get on the plane and like come back here and like start your life again. It's like, it's like damn, man. Like it's not a, yeah, th- that's not helping me out. But um, to be fair, yeah. now they're very supportive of of my company. Um, even before I got the funding um they have an interest in it and, you know they ask questions about it um try to give me advice my dad is is now he, like this google extraordinaire like like <laughs> looking up like stocks and shit like that and, I love it. and like it's like it's like telling me how to run my business so it's like all right dad like no fucking doubt <laughs> <laughs> go back to your basement and, and figure out these uh i love you know, it. Bitcoin, bitcoin and shit um but but to, you know, like to his credit like he uh he learns quick. He's he's curious, um, which which I think I got from my from from them. Like curiosity is uh, is a huge thing in my life. Like you got to be curious about yourself. You got to be curious about other people, and mm-hmm. and curiosity is is what is gonna move you forward, and you know just just help you build relationships. You know like. You, you don't want to talk to someone that is not asking you questions about you or do like or doesn't show an interest in you. It's it's no. It seems like one so one-sided, and it's like why why even like continue with this? Um, another thing that they like really instilled in me is um, respect. Like always respect people, um, and always never never come to a party like empty-handed. Or you know mm. if someone comes over like you treat them like. As, as if you know they're fucking family, or even more so, more so than family. Like you're <laughs> <friends>. honored. <laughs> <I mean>, yeah, <laughs> I love yeah, it. Like, yeah, but, but my my mom is the most selfless person in the world, um, and the, a little a little too much, honestly. It, it can yeah. it can't get it can get overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I've learned to be selfless from her specifically, and 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 just be nice to people and just like. Just help them without a reason, without without a motive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so, so yeah, they they've they've helped in that. They've, you know, not not so much they, they haven't inspired me in so much in like in terms of life and business and, and figure out what I want to do with my life, but they've definitely inspired me with some really core fundamentals that have made me the person that I am today. So, you know, mm-hmm. shout out to them for that. And the, oh. the whole, i know i i'm rambling here but there's there's You're not one rambling thing. <laughs> i i want to i
0: love it what i want i want to hear about your story so it's not rambling at all
1: so so they they don't get why i solo travel and and go to these countries by myself and i was like they're, they're like it's just so risky like why would you do that i was like you guys left ukraine to go yeah. to the u.s by yeah. yourselves don't know the language don't know anybody here like I know. how are you how are you saying i'm risky like are you fucking Isn't kidding that crazy me? <laughs> yeah. yeah like i would be shitting my pants you know yeah so i mean like shout out to them for doing that it's but uh but yeah i i think when i when i explain it that way they, they like kind of get it a little bit but uh even still they're just like yeah i just don't get here <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> No, it's funny because my parents are so similar to your parents, like, in terms of, like, my dad is similar to your dad, my mom is similar to your mom, and the values that they instilled in me are similar, and also their risk aversion is very similar, and I think what happens is when immigrants come to America, even though that is very risky, they view it as stable because they view the U.S. as like a land of opportunity, so they think that even though there's like a big challenge in being an immigrant there and um, and so much uncertainty, they don't see that as uncertain because they just see the opportunity there. And then they think that if you've come to this land of opportunity where you can get this materially abu- material abundance, like going anywhere else, that is just risky. So um i completely i'm right there with you when i told my parents about like the solo travel and the moving abroad we had like the same argument so I'm, i i <laughs> i feel i feel everything that you said like so viscerally max um i i wanted to ask you because i've i think that this is one of like the hardest things so i think a lot of the times when people i think there are so many reasons why people don't like um I don't want to say fulfill, but I will say fulfill, Uh, like fulfill their dreams. Like sometimes they don't know what their dream is. Sometimes they're scared to take the first step. And then sometimes they start down the path and then they give up. And I think that for you, like you were doing something very brave, very vulnerable, very genuine and beautiful. And your parents were not supportive at all. In fact, they were being like the opposite of supportive. So Mm. how did you, in those moments, like keep the faith? How did you, you know, stay true to yourself? Like have the kind of um, affirmation, kind of the the self-assuredness and kind of the intuition to keep doing what you're doing in the face of not only like the uncertainty and, you know, the world around you, but also with someone so close to you? saying that it was a bad idea
1: I had awesome friends I I, I still have those awesome friends so they've uh, mm-hmm. they've helped me one, one in particular my best friend Mike um, mm-hmm. yeah he he's like my biggest source of source of inspiration. He's the one that like even explained to me what solo travel was I didn't even think that was a thing um, mm-hmm. and and he's he's a this badass senior developer in at meetup.com. Um, so when I was making the transition from electro engineering to uh, software developing, like he, he gave me a lot of pointers, um, just they, like showed me where to look and all that. And like, you know, if I ever had any questions, he was there to answer. Um, and yeah, just I, I would always just like talk to him, me and him are just I always say that me and him are, like, pretty much the same person, except, like, he has more muscles. <laughs> and now he's bald. <laughs> I love that. But, uh, but uh, no, I think, I think we, we've strayed a little bit in terms of, of life uh, after college and, like, the years after it. But, uh, yeah, talking to him was just, yeah, it was amazing. I, I, I couldn't – I definitely could not have uh, – it, 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 not that I couldn't have done it without him. Because that's a lie. Um, I definitely could have. I did, but but it, it definitely eased the blow for me. Um And yeah, I I guess mostly just just knowing that this is that this is my path. Like as as tough as it as stuff would be, I just always told myself I was like, yo, like you know, there's this mantra like this too shall pass, and like mm. you know, it, it, it's gonna pass. The hard times are gonna pass. Um, you just you just gotta give it give it the time give it the space and just like persevere through it um and yeah i I, i've always just been super motivated by yeah just leading this interesting life um meeting awesome people just just staying curious and then also you know a little like prove people wrong like Mm. Uh, a lot of a lot of my family they're just like oh this is stupid you'll be back in like, three months, <laughs> like and, and i was like i bet like three months watch like, me <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you know so so uh, always kind of like a, a chip on my a shoulder for, for that yeah um I, yeah it's it's gonna have motivation like that i think uh not in a toxic way you know but uh but mm-hmm. it kind of like i told you so
0: everyone likes to say I told you so as much as people say like you don't like like no you you do you do yeah I think that's somewhat part of human nature yeah how did you um I think like when you were talking about the the idea that this too shall pass when you're going through like a difficult moment I mean this too shall pass is also about realizing like the impermanence of like good things and not getting attached to them so I think it's about kind of just like presence and accepting like what is and real and like um and not getting attached to anything too much but how did you because it's one thing to like look at instagram and see all those like you know the quote like (laughs) the person on the beach with the quote that says like this too shall pass and then you like that like great okay but like it's one thing to like read that it's one thing to even like sort of understand that but to like really get to a point where you like viscerally feel that and you believe that and that can like help anchor you in these moments where like your external situation is not what you want it to be like a lot of people around you are saying like this isn't good like how like what what made you really kind of believe this too shall pass did you have a specific experience um yeah
1: um not like one that i could pinpoint i I am certified to teach yoga. So I've been doing yoga mm. for like the past three years. And, you know, you, you get all the mindfulness and spirituality that comes jam-packed with that. So mm. three years of that has really just like helped me, A, listen to my body and listen to my thoughts. And kind of just, um, you yeah, know, just listen to it and believe in myself. Um, lots of meditation. I've been meditating on and off for like seven years now um Mm -hmm. and 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 understanding like the importance of just just being in the moment um and breathing it's just just it's crazy how how often you don't remember that you breathe and and how amazing it feels um and yeah i I think just a combination of those two just just led me to believe and just like yeah like you know I know that this that this experience is just kind of like everything in my head. Like, you know, I'm just I I have this this mental loop, this mental feedback loop. That's that's um, that's pretty toxic. So Mm -hmm. meditating through it has helped. Um, Psychedelics has helped as well. Um, Mm. Pretty, pretty, you know, controversial topic. But I think (laughs) I (laughs) I think I think if you do them in the proper way, with the proper setting, with the proper intention, they are extremely powerful. Um, mm. And then it, specifically ketamine for uh, getting out of these, these feedback loops, it's a disassociative. Mm-hmm. So like it completely just just like takes you out of your body and, and then makes you kind of take a step back and look at things like in a different way. And what like, like a great example is like say you had an abusive father, not saying my mm-hmm. father was abusive, but say you have an abusive father and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have this mental loop of, like, like damn, like, my father is, like, is an asshole and, like, you know, doesn't love me. Like, he's just, like, a terrible person. You, like, you, you potentially could take ketamine or, like, one of these psychedelics and, like, realize, like, yo, he's also just a person that has probably had a really shitty life experience and, like, mm-hmm. just doesn't know how to deal with it because he didn't have yeah. the tools to deal with it. And, like, that would just, like, open your mind and perspective so much to it and be like like yo like actually he's not an asshole it's just he hasn't been taught how to deal with this stuff and mm-hmm. i shouldn't hate him for that um yo. so like i think like that is an, an example of, of how these can help but again you know again i'm not like telling anyone to go out and do drugs at all <laughs> um <laughs> the, like, disclaimer you know um, but yeah, proper setting, proper people, proper intention for sure will uh, yeah will we'll be really good.
0: Well, I think like the idea, like the whole, I think the idea there is is really key. The, the idea that um, that you can, I mean, it's the same idea with meditation, it's the same idea with a lot of things that you kind of step back and observe your thoughts and observe your reactions to things and realize that it's not necessarily like your essence and it's not who you are. Um, and a lot of things are kind of just unconscious patterns that we're living out. I think, like, that's, that has... Meditation has helped me a lot with that, and honestly, I think, like, it's something that you become aware of a little bit more as you travel, and honestly, in this pandemic, like, for, for example, like... I mean, I'm a very emotional person, and sometimes, like, I get lost in my emotions, and I think that that is reality, but, like, as I meditate more, I'm starting, I'm very, I'm more aware of, like, oh, this is just my automatic reaction, and this is, like, reality. For example, like, with the pandemic, there are so many times <coughs> you can convince yourself that you have, like, COVID or something, or, like, like, <laughs> something happens, and, like, you read on WebMD that something is wrong with your body, and I've kind of just, like, with time realized, like, okay, like... Right now I'm I feel exhausted, but that doesn't mean I have COVID. Like let's let's think about this logically. Like I slept very little this week and yet I still like tried to exercise all the time. Of course, I'm of course I'm tired. And this automatic like fear that I have, this reaction that I have to just assume that I've I have COVID is just kind of like me um just being a hypochondriac. So I think what you're saying about like um, you know just observing yourself observing what is uh i think that that can really help to give you kind of peace in the present moment and also kind of in like longer longer term yeah I, i
1: love i love i love what you said about like reacting and i think like that's that's the key word there right like you're just you're reacting in real time to to your emotions or to these external factors or like your environment and you know like like a lot of the times your first initial reaction is not going to be good you know not you specifically me for sure 100% you know like <laughs>
0: no don't so, worry so. Me, definitely my initial reaction is not all, let me tell you max <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's yeah. definitely bit me in the ass more times than I'd like to admit but uh, yeah. But, but yeah I, I think I think the meditation like, the daily practice of meditation will help you realize when you're reacting to something in real time, and, like, you're, like, oh, whoa, let me take a step back, and, like, you know, if you're talking to someone, it's okay to be, like, yo, give me, like, a few minutes, to just kind of, like, decompress mm-hmm. and kind of, like, take this in, because, like, I'm gonna start saying some shit that I actually don't mean, and will probably hurt, yeah. like, your feelings or my feelings. Um, so I think, you know, meditation will help you realize and, like, it will be a tool for those moments specifically. Uh, so I, I really like the uh, the reaction part. What you said, I think it, it's 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 super key that uh, you know, that that we don't that we don't react right away, and it, and it's, you know, and like realize that it's okay to not react right away. Like, I think in this in this culture of like instant gratification, like everything needs to be instant. Like, some uh-huh. things just can't be instant. Like it, it uh-huh. like you have to take the time and let it just like settle in. Ruin it a little bit, and then and then figure out what where your course of action is from that.
0: Yeah, I love what you said just now about like not everything is instant because I do think that that's one of the things that makes it harder for for people to you know be patient and let their like creative or entrepreneurial or whatever it is that they want their life to be whatever they want to manifest. I think that makes it harder to happen because you know, we live in a time of social media. We live in a time where we can order like a cab or food or like we can order anything with our phone and it'll be here in like 20 minutes. So I think we have the expectation that like anything we want will happen immediately. Um, But when it comes to things that are really like truly genuine, um, it doesn't happen immediately. And it, it normally kind of there are like, I don't know, like there's this inter, at least in my experience, like there's this beautiful like internal feeling that you have. And then like slowly, like little like things will like trickle into your life and happen thing by thing. But like, there are a lot of difficult moments and things, things take time. Um, Can you talk because I am, I mean, you now have, um, oh my God, I already forgot the word that you said about like the, the type of funding that you have. What 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 was it again? Uh,
1: Where we, it got accepted into an accelerator. So we're, we're accelerator. in the pre-seed round, pre-seed round of funding.
0: Pre-seed, yeah. okay. So I'm sure it was like a really long road to get to the pre-seed huh. round of the accelerator. And I would love to hear more about the journey because I think, you know, um, now that we're having more empathy for Generation Z, I think like one of the things that must be really hard for them is I feel like they think that they're not allowed to fail and that I've, I that's not Generation Z. I feel like that's a lot of the culture of the U.S. But like if you mm. especially if you grow up with like social media all around you, you think everything needs to happen immediately. I think like. When that happens, I feel like a lot of people feel like if they don't succeed in like the first, you know, like week or something, then they're just automatically like not going to be good at something. So can you talk about like kind of like the long road, the ups and downs, like the journey? Um, Because I think it's important to kind of tell the story. So partially so that people realize like things don't necessarily need to happen immediately. And um, and it's a process. Yeah
1: yeah yeah man it's it, it's it's a process indeed and i think in entrepreneurship especially i think for you to be an entrepreneur you need to realize like you're never you you're not always going to get the words of encouragement like actually very rarely you're going to get the words of encouragement <laughs> that that you, that you need that you need to keep pushing forward you know like like you really just have to like just just talk yourself into it and just be like okay like it's going to happen um, i mean Having two co-founders help for me, like like it's they're good sounding boards. And, you know, when I'm feeling like less motivated or if I'm feeling guilty about something, like I can easily just like talk to them about it. And it's, you know, it evens me out like very well. Um, but yeah, with that being said, it's, yeah, it's, it's a process. It's the amount of times you hear no, I mean, we've gotten we've gotten to the final round of like three other accelerators, one of them like Snapchat, Mozilla. And then I, f- I forget the third one. And, you know, oh, cool. Just so confident, so confident we're going to get in. Just didn't get in, you know. And and like that <laughs> is just so like so deflating. Um, yeah. But you, you just got to keep pu- pushing forward, like get the feedback from, from them. Figure out what went wrong, um, what you need to tweak. Go back to the drawing board. And then really just just come up with a plan of, of, of how you're going to proceed forward, and and execute on that plan. And like, you and and realizing like that plan maybe not maybe won't be the plan that gets you to the next step. Like sometimes you do have to take mm. a step back before you take two steps forward. It's it. it mm. Very cliche, but it's it, it's true. Um, and and you, you you just have to be you have to be nimble. You have to be like malleable and like willing to kind of like change directions and be open to like a different a different idea of of how you should be operating i think like obviously like the fundamental thing that you're trying to build shouldn't change like you know like my company we're trying to build deep meaningful connections online throughout the world everywhere and Uh like that is our core value that's not changing how we get there like like maybe th- maybe this one-on-one we, we do one-on-one videos like it's it's speed 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 networking like kind of like uh-huh. speed dating you know like 6 minutes and then you you get a new partner in 6 minutes um so like you know that's our product right now maybe that's not our product in like a year and a half but like we have to be completely okay with that um and like realize like like things change and the the landscape of of the market that you're in changes. The landscape of the world changes, and you just have to be willing to pivot and change with it, or else you're going to be left in the dust. Like like um, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So, yeah, I, I think those are those are the qualities you need 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 to make it for sure. Like willing to willing to adapt, and you know being being able to talk yourself into it and and just and just keep keep going because. You have to have tough skin, man. You're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get no said to you many times. Like uh, I've had talks with investors where they're just like, This is a stupid idea. Like why why would you pitch it? And it's like, damn, mm-hmm. like you know, like and and realizing like everyone that you talk to, like they will have a, a different opinion and like just because one person says something doesn't mean like that's that that's the truth or like that's what you mm-hmm. should like hang your hat on. Um, yeah. so having tough skin having tough skin is uh, is is crucial for sure
0: yeah you said so many things that i think yeah
1: there's and also yeah i know i'm sorry i the i i've been thinking about this a lot recently and like i'm so new to entrepreneurship like it's only been like nine months for me or, or, or so um and also realizing like Man, there's going to be highs and lows like with your motivation, Mm. with your business, with 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 everything. But like specifically, like you will get burnt out and, Mm. you know, like there's going to be like a few months where you're fucking killing it. And then there's going to be like two weeks after that, where it's just like everything is going wrong. You lack the motivation to do anything. You're even questioning why you're doing this. Like at that point, like you just need to stop. Like Mm. give yourself a few days. Don't do anything. And just, like, let yourself just 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 swim in this, like, pool of, like, unmotivation. And, mm-hmm. and like, y- you know, like, don't try to force yourself to get motivated again in that time. I think just letting yourself chill, letting yourself relax, feel what you need to feel. And then in a few days, you're, like, you're going to feel bad that you haven't done anything. And then it will start ramping up again. And, and mm-hmm. like, you will get motivated again. But I think, I think if you try to like start pushing stuff while you're unmotivated and it's just not going to be the best work. And like, you're, you're just going to be really struggling to get to, to really do anything groundbreaking for yourself, I think. Mm-hmm. So just let yourself chill.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy you said that. You said so many things that I want to get <laughs> into. Um, but I think that last one is so important because at least the culture that, 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 I don't want to speak for both of us, but I feel like we grew up in the same culture. So I'm just going to say the culture that we grew up in is kind of just like at least the message that I learned is if it didn't, if you didn't succeed, it's because you weren't working hard enough. So the solution is to push yourself harder. And recently in my experience doing more kind of creative pursuits, um, whether it's like um, work, whether it's like, something for standup or the podcast or whatever it is, I've had kind of exactly the same experience as you. Like I'm not feeling creatively inclined all the time. And I, I re I feel that those moments where I force myself to try to like write something when I'm not feeling the flow. It's always bad. It's always, it's not genuine um, people when I do that and I perform it, people don't connect with it. So I think that um it, it's really hard to to get to the to if you grow up in a culture that says like the answer is to just work harder to just barrel through to like go against that. But really, kind of um, in my personal experience and what you're saying, I'm so happy that you said that about entrepreneurship because I think like. For things that are more creative it's easier to be like oh like this is kind of like you know like more yes. of a hippie type thing like it's like go with the <laughs> flow or whatever but i love that you said that with your experience with entrepreneurship because like even in something that is a little bit more kind of practical and concrete and busy biz- and even in the business world even there like that doesn't work like you need to kind of listen to your body listen to what you're feeling um, and and just follow what feels natural if you feel. And the other thing is I love how you said, like, eventually you will feel moved to do things again. Because, like, in my experience, like, if I'm, like, sometimes I am burnt out and I need to just rest and not do anything. But then after, like, five days of not doing anything, I'll be like, oh, you know, I want to, like, go and write this thing or I want to perform here. Like, you do I think people who have just always been told that they need to just go, go, go and do, 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 they think that if they just let themselves be and just weren't forcing themselves, then they would just never have any motivation to do anything ever again. And Max and I are here to say that that's not true. <laughs> that's not what happens. Just listen to yourself, and you will. Your body will naturally tell you when it's time to rest, and it will naturally tell you when it's time to like be moved to do something. So I'm so happy that you said that. Thank you, Max. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no problem. I think I think everyone needs to hear that, you know. As, as I said before, like entrepreneurs you don't get many words of encouragement, but uh me and Misha are here to give you those. <laughs> We're um, here. We, but, got <laughs> we got you. We got you. But but yeah, just to like piggyback and, and add one more thing yeah. to that. If um you know, if you do take that break, like say 4 or 5 days and like or whatever a week two weeks whatever it is and you're still not motivated that means you're you're, you're just not doing the right the thing you want to do right like mm. like yeah you know it, <laughs> i i and at that, at that point like that's the, that's the best two-week break that you could have taken at that mm-hmm. point like to really like understand like okay this venture that i'm on like my heart is just not in it like mm-hmm. like why am i doing it why am i going to waste my time i'm just going to be miserable going forward and like you know to take two weeks off and to realize that like so invaluable for the rest of your life you're like well you know that just didn't work and like let me move on to the next thing so um mm-hmm. yeah I, I think uh you know it, it it would be a good way to see if your heart is really in what you're doing as well
0: mm-hmm. no i'm oh max just so many so many revelations <laughs> i love it no i've had exactly the same feeling honestly um I I think yeah it really is it's, it's, there are lots of nuances and I think it really takes someone who's who's able to listen to themselves and understand themselves to kind of know the difference between when they're when things are not happening for them because it's not actually something that's truly natural. Or when things aren't happening because, you know, maybe you need to just rest a little bit more and try a different approach Um, because Mm -hmm. both of them are things that can happen. Um, But yes, I think it's so important what you said about, you know, the fact that if you realize that something is not for you, that does not mean that you like failed as a person. That's actually great because then you can find something that's more authentic, that will make you happy, that will come naturally. And there is that thing for everyone. It, it it might take you a bit longer to realize, but actually it'll be shorter to realize because if you had kept going down this road because you felt like you needed to do it, then it would just maybe like an, you would have done it for another year before you have had that revelation that it's time to try something else. So really, as you said, like those two weeks or however long it is that take you to realize that you want to do something different, like that's actually. A great thing and i think a lot of the times we have this concept of falling behind or needing to do something mm-hmm. by a certain date that is all in my experience that's all so arbitrary and like the sooner yeah. like you're able to let go of that i feel so old saying these things but whatever like the sooner <laughs> you're able to like let go of that and it also if i said that i've clicked completely let go of like comparing myself to other people and all these things i would definitely be lying but you know, the sooner that that doesn't like control how you make your decisions, like the happier you'll be, and like you'll be able to make things from like a more authentic place. So, I think that I just love everything that you just said, Max. So, th- thank you uh, for speaking that truth.
1: <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah, I, I really like talking about this this topic of entrepreneurship, and because it's so it's all new new to me. And it's it's so fun like exploring this whole new. Uh, this whole new industry with tech and and Mm -hmm. like learning about the business side of things. I'm, I'm, I'm engineering tech. Right. But, uh, Mm -hmm. I like to, I I like to sit on the marketing meetings and figure out like, like what's going on there and get some insights and like, and and whatnot. But, um, one thing I wanted to say to that is you you said that there's no, like, there's no set time of like when shit should happen or, Mm -hmm. or something along those lines. Yeah. I think I, I think like, yeah, there's no game plan to life, right? Like there's no like, hey, follow this and like by 30, you'll have millions of dollars. I'm sure it's th- yeah. in some industries, there there are that game plan, but for the most part, there, there really isn't. And, you know, like just because you see like a 24-year-old killing it, like on Instagram, A, doesn't mean that they're actually like successful. I know a bunch of people mm-hmm. that have very good Instagrams and actually are miserable people, don't make a lot of money, and like actually are just reusing a lot of pictures, so they're actually not even like traveling, like as mm. they like say they are. So it's it's just like this facade that they put up. So like you compare what? yourself. It's they, not you, real life. <laughs> oh my god. I hard to believe, right? Yeah. Everything I saw it on the internet, so it must be true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> fake news. Fake news. Alert. Fake fake news. That that is the best thing Trump came up with. Fake news. I love I love that term. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, but but yeah, I think uh, yeah. There's there's no there's no game plan to this. There's no set timeline. You know, if if it takes you a few extra years, like fuck it, like you still got there. Like who cares? You know, it's mm-hmm. like the only there's there's no competition with anyone but but yourself. Like just just every. Every year try to have a better year than the year before is is how I live my life. Um, one of the, one of the many ways I live my life but uh, yeah I, I think and it, if anyone's listening to this in, in university, man, university years are tough <laughs> and like people say that's like the greatest years of your life. People who say that live miserable lives like that those, yeah. those are just the beginning of the best years like literally my my life after 23, each year has gotten better and better and better because, like, you want to level up, at least me, and like mm-hmm. do more, do more interesting shit, and just grow as a person. Um, not every month is gonna be like super, you know, like eye opening or something, but just like collectively as a year, I think, I think they get better and better and better as as you grow older. You have more money, you have more experience, uh, you know, more connections and stuff and. It makes it makes life more interesting, more more flavorful, if you will.
0: I love the I love the optimism. No, I, I think that's great. Um, ju- I mean, to put things in perspective, I think this is another situation where it really depends on the person, and like the path is not linear. Because honestly, like, so I honestly I honestly loved university, but I also like love where I am. Now. I love university. The university yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah. But I think it. I think it really t- changes for different people because, like, for me, uh, right after university was when I, I was living in Boston and I was working for a Fortune five hundred. Well, we were working for a Fortune five hundred company, and like that's when I was like making like money in U.S. dollars, and like that's the most money I had been making because now I live in Argentina and I make money in pesos, which for those of you who are not familiar with Argentine peso, it is like one of the most highly inflated currencies in the world. So like I do not make very much money at all right now um, compared to what I made before, but I am so much happier and freer than I was before. So I think like really like You might not necessarily, like, honestly, your external circumstance, who knows what's going to happen with that. But I think as you, as you grow older, like, you have the opportunity to, like, meet more people. I mean, really, anything can happen at any time. I think it's a matter of just, Mm -hmm. like, listening to yourself um, and not being too attached to any. Specific sequence event. It's like what you said about being agile, like with entrepreneurship. I really think, but I, I honestly think the metaphor that you used for entrepreneurship is just like a great metaphor for life because you have this company and you keep the essence of you know what the essence of the company is and you preserve that, but you adapt to the times. And I think that's just what like humans should do. It's about like knowing who you are, knowing yourself, knowing what's important to you, and then like. Your external circumstances will change, follow your intuition, see what happens. Like right now, three years ago, we did not know that there was going to be a pandemic, but here we are, and, and we've all had to adapt in some way. So um, yeah, the the future is uncertain, the the only thing that you really can be certain about is kind of um, like looking internally and knowing who you are and connecting with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think. Perspective is everything, right? Like it's yeah. especially with the pand- pandemic. It's it's so easy to just be like, like oh my God, the world's falling apart. Like everything is going wrong. What what's happening? Like and just start feeling bad about yourself. Or you could be like, well, fuck it. This is the time to look internal. Like do some stuff at home. Build some like connections mm-hmm. with the family. Like reach out to like old friends that I haven't like talked and like like yeah. I mean, it's not the same at all, but it like it's better than just being down about everything um Mm -hmm. and and just and just feeling shitty because like that's just going to translate to like the rest of your life not just not just like in the moment you know um yeah so i think i think perspective is is a huge huge thing to be aware of and um i mean it's tough like you know it's it's tough to tell yourself and be optimistic about times like this but uh yeah, it, it's necessary. And I, I don't really have any any tips and tricks on how to do it. Um, <laughs> I, think <it's>, it <laughs> well, I think it's different actually, for each person.
0: I, I think it, it is different it's, for each person. It seems like you do. But I think, no, I was just saying what you're talking about perspective and like um, in the middle of like difficult times, I wanted to ask, you talked a lot about how in <clears> entrepreneurship <throat> people say no all the time. And I wanted to like, hear a little bit more about that because you know as someone who grew up in a time where like people are scared to fail and people like feel that you know like when they fail like it is kind of like an attack on like their essence and like their very soul Mm -hmm. so can you talk about like how like what the effect of hearing no so many times has on you and like how, how you feel now, like, do you identify with those no's? Do you feel crushed every time you hear it? Like, what is your like kind of emotional, visceral reaction to that? And like, has that changed kind of the way you feel about the word no?
1: Yeah, I think there's two different types of those. There's no mm. internally within your company. So um, I do front-end engineering. So front-end for those who don't know is pretty much everything you interact with on like on an app on the web browser, like buttons, like the flow of things, like all of that is front end. Like what happens like behind the scenes is called the back end. And I think that's with like databases and all that. Um, mm-hmm. So I do front end stuff and then that kind of blends in with like design and like user interface and, and, and whatnot. So before we had designers um, on in the company, like I was designing pretty much everything and I would show it to my co-founders and then my CEO would just, you know, not say, like, no flat out, but, you know, I would be, like, so hyped to, like, show him just, like, one thing. I'm, like, dude, yeah. he's going to love it. Like, oh, my God, yeah. it's been, like, a few hours. Like, and then he's just, uh-huh. like, yeah, like, I like the direction. Maybe we go somewhere else, though. And then you're, like, damn. So, so <laughs> no. so like, you could yeah. you take that as a, you know, I, I, me personally, I took it kind of as, like, a personal attack. It's, like, damn, this guy doesn't like my work, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. But. In reality, like you have to realize that he's looking out for the best interests of the company, and it's not like an attack on you or your work, but it's just like yo, know, like we have to make this company the best that we possibly can, and and like I just don't think that is the best that we can make with this, you know. So w- once you realize that it's it's a no not to you, but um, but like yeah, if it, it's not like a personal attack on you, but just trying to make the company better I think seeing it from that lens makes it a bit easier obviously it's not it's not easy to like be like damn like I spent three hours and you don't like this shit. You know, but it makes it, <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it makes it makes it a bit easier um, and then there's no from like externally from from outside the company like no from investors no from um, from the customers or like customers kind of like berating you we actually had our first troll um, like two weeks ago. So I feel like wow. we kind of made it. Like, you yeah, know you made I, I it know, when yeah. you have a troll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know you oh made it when I was thinking the same trolled. thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, pr- pretty proud moment for me. Um, but yeah, hearing no from investors and stuff, um, it gets easier because you hear no so many times. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, when we first started hearing no, it was just devastating, man. It's like, mm. damn, like, you know, like, You don't have any validation you think what you're doing is just like wrong like why you're doing it um it definitely helps to have like two co-founders i think one of my co-founders solo founded another app and he was just his biggest advice to anyone any entrepreneur he's like never solo found anything it's fucking terrible (laughs) 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 note to self don't don't solo found public service announcement i think that, that yeah this is this is in terms of tech you know um but it's, yeah, because, like, you know, you, you don't have anyone to help you, like, pick you up, you know? Like, yeah. when, when, we got no, when we got the no from Snapchat, I mean, I cried, like, you know, mm-hmm. not, like, bawling, crying. But I was like, damn, I thought we were really going to get in. Like, we got, at that point, we kind of needed it. We needed the money. Um, I thought we were going to lose some people in the company and whatnot. But, yeah, my co-founder was just like, dude, like, just because they said no doesn't mean, like, it's a no from, uh, from other people. Like, they just don't see the vision. And and that's fine. Like we don't want them on the on our team if mm-hmm. if they don't see the vision, if if they don't believe in it. And like like yeah. yo, like we're gonna find someone, you know. And lo and behold, man, like I mean the 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 accelerator we got into is called Fast Track Malmo's, and the guy who mm-hmm. runs it, one of the co co-directors or whatever, is this guy Nino, and he like loves the platform. Like I, uh-huh. I've never. I think he loves it more than us like, as, as <laughs> I said. like seriously it's, it's crazy he's so excited about it and you know just like wants it to succeed he thinks it's going to be a unicorn which is like amazing to hear and pe- for mm-hmm. people who don't know what a unicorn is in tech a unicorn is like like an airbnb or an uber or something like that like a, a oh. company that just like blows up you know um yeah they're, they're called unicorns so he like believes that we're gonna be a unicorn, which is like amazing to hear, and and just like loves us, loves the culture, loves the company, loves the idea, and is like like going out of his way. Like we haven't even started the accelerator, and he's like already connecting us to people, like trying to get people like to host events and, and all that. So it's um, but yeah, like especially in tech and entrepreneurs, like in, in that business realm. Like there's just so many different types of investors. Like there's the one that really just cares about the numbers and like how much money you're making. There's the one that doesn't give a shit about the money. Like, is the idea good? Like like how's your team? Like like I I wanna I wanna make sure like the team is like vibing and like just like you have a kick-ass team. Like there's other one who cares about user growth and shit. So there's like so many different pools of investors that you have access to. And, you know, like, just because one said no doesn't mean the others are going to say no. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. their loss at the end of the day. And, you know, you just got to you just pick yourself up by the bootstraps and carry forward, man. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you just have to know what you're doing is is, is the right thing. And, and people are going to love it. And, you know, it, it, the, the success will come. The success will come for sure.
0: Mm. I, I love everything you just said. I think that... Um, <laughs> That that's really what it comes down to is um, is really kind of kind of well well, there are two things. You talked about kind of like no in the sense of someone having like a different perspective and realizing kind of what's best for the company. So in that sense I think it is a matter of kind of like what we we're talking about before, having some like distance and perspective and not being reactive and seeing kind of like the whole situation and not taking things personally. So I think there's there's that it's, element it, to it. It's an yeah. it's an ego
1: check, you know? It's, it's yeah. like at the end of the day it's it's definitely an ego check. Like you feel that you've been personally attacked because it's your work, you put your time in it and and you know, you have these like attachments to that and to for you to hear no or just like oh it, it's it's not good enough like you know, it you like I said it, you just feel like you got attacked personally and your ego is. So, yeah, checking your ego at the door is very fucking tough but, you know, like it's, it's necessary. And I'm not saying I do it all the time for sure. Like I definitely get reactive and, you know, just feel personally attacked, but I think as time goes on, like it's, it gets better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I definitely went through something similar and then I don't know it, at what moment I realized it, but then I realized like, I am not like this work that I've done. Like I have the capacity to like change, to learn, like, it's like this thing that I've done in this moment doesn't define me. Like I can take in this information and then the next day I'll do something different and it will be something different. And um, I think like once you get to that point, like it, it's, and it, you just, it's just so much less painful to go through life, honestly, because you don't feel yeah. like everyone is attacking you all the time. Um, so I think like that honestly is so freeing. And then I, I love the other thing that you said about kind of, um, like when you hear no from investors, um, realizing eventually you will connect with someone and, you know, it's not really a loss if like, you know, people talk about fear of missing out and then people also talk about joy of missing out. And it's like, hmm. if you don't want something, you're not missing out on not doing that. Like there was a time where I would see like I was in Boston and like, to be fair, I don't love the city Boston, Boston. Me neither. Yeah, I don't love Boston, but I also didn't love New York. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't mean to attack like your hometown, (laughs) but like I didn't love New York either, but I would see people posting pictures of like, you know, going out and doing fun stuff in New York. And I would feel like this fear of missing out. And then I realized like, I don't actually want to be in New York. I want to be in Latin America. So why am I like feeling like I'm missing out on that? So it's like the same thing with investors. Like you don't actually want to work with this person who doesn't believe in like the essence Mm -hmm. of who you are so when they say no to you it's actually like great like now you know like that that person is not right for you and eventually you'll find the right person so i I think like what you said about you know having faith and like keeping staying true to your vision and eventually you'll find the person who connects with you i think that that perspective and that like faith and um is is so important
1: yeah yeah man it's uh, It'll come, you know, it's as long as, as, I said, as long as you believe in it and it's a good idea, it'll, the success, success will come.
0: Yes. Well, we have gone on quite the journey today. <laughs> we have, we have been all over the world. We've talked about entrepreneurship. We've talked about travel. Um, so, now we know, like, about kind of the journey of your company. So before before we say goodbye, can you tell me more? Is so your company is called is high right now? Am I saying that right? Like. Yeah, high. Yeah. high right now. Like, high right uh, now. H- so tell like us more. Ho- like high, hello,
1: not like, Hi, Like I'm smoking high. Like the ceiling. Although, yeah. <laughs> although, although that is how it, uh, it the name came about. My. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, my back in like April of uh-huh. twenty twenty funny that like yeah april 2020 <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> i love it my uh my ceo was talking to his friend and and they were i don't know saying something and, and this is when we were thinking about names at the time mm-hmm. but they were thinking about names I, I had not been part of the company at this point um and i don't know but the, his friend was saying like some 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 hoopla and my my co my ceo was like it's like, are you high right now, man? And then we were just like, oh dude, God. that's it. Like, <laughs> that is it. So it, it's perfect because... It. Uh, yeah, we're we're Yeah, we're a video chat app. So um, <clears throat> what it is, is the, the one-liner is a video speed networking platform to help you build uh, connections within your online community or remote company. Um, mm-hmm. So what happens is you sign up for our app. As you sign up and get onboarded, you pick a bunch of interests, so it could uh-huh. be like psychedelics, entrepreneurship, development, like dogs, uh, gardening, what have you be. We have uh-huh. a, like a bunch. So you, you click those. You go into an event and an event is hosted by a person, uh, a host. They, it could be either like themed or it could just be like a random event. Um, just kind of like getting to know people. So uh-huh. the, it's, it's pretty much like going to a house party. The host will meet, will <laughs> greet you at the. the, the host I will greet you at the, at the. Yeah, the host will greet you at the door, give like a speech, um, like two-minute speech or whatever, and then it goes into these one-on-one sessions where it's uh-huh. like, where like it's like the host saying like, oh Max and Misha, like you guys have to meet, like you guys love like traveling, plants and like psychedelics or like. Oh my you God, know, it like, is like, like,
0: like a house party. That's so like, cool.
1: Like, like John and Amy, you guys got to meet. Like, you guys like, love surfing and uh, I don't know, like coffee or some shit like that. So, you know, it and then everyone has these like one on one chats. It's six minutes. You can adjust the time and the amount of rounds, but we found that six minutes is just like just the perfect time. Like, five minutes, is, like, too short. Like, the conversation kind of gets cut off quick. Seven minutes is like too long. If the confirmation is boring, like, it kind of drags on. Like, six minutes is just like perfect. Like, you get you, wow. you, you. You get the vibe if you want to keep talking to this person or not, like if you guys are gonna connect. And then Uh at the end of each round, you get to anonymously anonymously elect to like share your contact information. So like we ask the question, um, how excited would you be to uh, meet this person in another event? And then it's like yes, no, maybe. Um, And then at the end of all those rounds, we have a group video chat where everyone comes together, kind of debriefs. If you didn't meet someone, you get to like the chance to meet them there. And then share your contact information, and then, um, and then yeah. So, it's a, it's perfect for online communities like Slack groups and like Facebook groups where you know you you're part of it, but you probably haven't really interacted with anyone besides mm. like the occasional like you know group chat message and that like gets like completely flooded um, and whatnot. Uh, it's also really good for remote companies. Um, all these companies are going remote, so like how do yeah. you how, how do you sustain your company culture? How do you onboard new people and get them to meet? How do you get yeah. like y- your your company to like intermingle in like a fun, interactive way? So like we we've mm-hmm. we've been seeing like a bunch of companies actually have their like happy hours on on high right now. Um, oh, so cool. It's, it's yeah yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun. And then the whole premise of it is building connections. So you find new connections, but also if you keep going to z- these events, we re- we re- like. Based off that answer, like, do you want to meet this person in the next event? If you say yes, we, like, we we prioritize you meeting them in the next event. Like, you like we prioritize meeting new people first, but then we'll, like, sprinkle in these old people that you've met. So you're effortlessly mm. building on top of these connections. Because, you know, like, me personally, I suck at, like, reaching out to friends and, like, like yo, let's get on a chat, or, like, even, like, <laughs> answering their texts, you know? <coughs> so you getting... Like you being at an event and we sprinkling in these old connections, you guys get to connect again and like talk again and like, and then the connection just grows. So it's, it's meeting new connections and building on top of the existing ones that you've met through the platform.
0: Oh, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I have to yeah. say like, at my company now, there are some people who are starting in the middle of the pandemic. And I just feel so bad for them because I'm just like, you know, I started before the pandemic. So I got to like meet all my coworkers in person. And I just feel like, you know, if you're just thrown into this in the middle of like, you know, now, like um, it, it would be cool to have like a better way to, you know, get to get to know people. So I think, um, I think that's so cool. And I love the, the house party analogy. It really does sound yeah. like a house party. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. No-
1: like people kind of get stuck on the virtual speed network the video speed networking part of it they're like i kind of get it but like once you put the house party analogy they're like oh that, like makes total yeah. sense you know like literally everyone um yeah shout out to my ceo for uh thinking of that like it's a, it's a really, really good analogy
0: i love it well that's so exciting congratulations on um Oh my god. I already the forgot. Again. Thank you. The accelerator. the accelerator. Oh my God. Yeah. <coughs> Congratulations on the accelerator. That is so exciting. Um, I hope that you become a unicorn. Um, I guess time will time will tell, but I'm I'm optimistic. You heard it first i I'm already, everyone. you heard it here first. I'm
1: already, <laughs> I'm already a beautiful unicorn as it is. Yes.
0: I love we're all beautiful unicorns. Yeah. Um well, did you have anything um I'm so happy that that I got to learn a little bit more about high right now. Um, I think that, you know, there are so many really exciting things that we talked about today and I'm really excited that we got like more of a glimpse into high right now. And I was wondering, do you have any other last kind of words of wisdom that you wanted to impart before we we say goodbye?
1: Uh, Putting me on the spot, but um, no, I I think, uh, (coughs) yeah, as you said, yeah, they, I think there's a lot of nuggets sprinkled in within the uh, episode. So just re-listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah, listen
0: to... There are so many things already, honestly. So I yeah, I think we've, we've, we've really said... We've said it all. What more is there to say? Um, yeah, I,
1: I, I guess, uh, you know, be curious and be interesting is, uh, is what I would like to end that. Be curious, be interesting.
0: I like that. Well, I like to think that the listeners are curious and interesting. So continue. Continue to be yourself, yeah, everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, You're
1: fucking killing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I feel like in this conversation, I don't know how long it is, but we've probably had like, I don't know, 15 high right now conversations like over the course of <laughs> over the course of this one. Um and it's also been like a nice chance to you know like reconnect. Um So yeah, I'm really happy that we're able to talk. I think it's so cool that, um, you know, we're in like opposite parts of the world, but we're able to kind of talk about, you know, entrepreneurship and travel and yeah.
1: We literally could not be further apart, honestly. (laughs) I know.
0: I think we might literally be in the opposite part of the world. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Max, for being here. I had a wonderful time chatting. I learned a lot. I um I feel optimistic. I feel hopeful in the midst of this, you know, dark world that we're living in. And I'm I'm really excited for you and and your your unicorn.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. I uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, Misha. Like catching up and, and seeing you. It's it's been it's been too long. But uh, thanks for having long. me. Thanks for having me. I hope uh, the listeners enjoyed and, and got some, some wisdom out of this.
0: Well, thank you for being here. We'll talk soon, Max. See you. Bye. We just heard from Max Solomonyuk. I had a wonderful time chatting, laughing, and learning so much this episode. And I hope that you enjoyed and also have felt so many emotions and and learned so much as well. If you enjoyed the episode, please follow, subscribe, rate, and review. This really helps to support the podcast and get more amazing guests like Max. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. To hear the podcast in Spanish, search Despertando Sueños con Misha Chakrabarti. You can also find me on Instagram at Misha underscore or on my website, MishaChakrabarty.com. Take good care.